that went about as well as to be expected. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me in your Heritage Classic recap, breakdown, and maybe some other feelings. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. We have quite the game to recap and break down because I don't know what the Flames are doing. And I don't know if Ryan Huska knows what he's doing. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames or ever you're getting your podcasts because we are here for you every day. And I'm so happy to talk about all of this with you. And I hope to hear your feedback. Make sure uh, to leave a quick review and a little rating on iTunes. So wish. There was an attempt made. Okay. I I will give them that. They got dressed and they went out on the ice. They played three periods. Did they show up for all three periods? I don't know. I think they showed up for the second one and maybe part of the third. Jacob Markstrom deserves all the praise. He did what he needed to do on his end. You can't blame him for the trajectory of some of the pucks. You cannot blame him for the defensive breakdown in front of him, but you can admire what he did do. And that was, he, like, there were absolutely moments where I was like, oh, Jacob Markstrom Vesna campaign, we're so back. And then other times when, you know, he left the crease, I was like, oh, we, we are, we are not back. It is over. But he looked like the only one that showed up for all 60 minutes of the game. So thank you, Jacob Markstrom, for clocking in and earning your gold star. We will be throwing a pizza party in your name. But what what was any of that? Truthfully, I don't know what was going on there in the first period. It It just felt like the Flames had every opportunity with those two five-on-threes. Uh, to, to score and they couldn't they could not do it I don't think that this team could have scored if they were the only ones out on the ice if there was no sort of defense or you know combatants they I don't know if they would have scored or could have completed pass pass to pass whatever what I if you went how cold were you And how miserable were you? Because I just kept thinking about how cold I was when I went to a game, a football game in January. It must have been been freezing. And watching that performance probably didn't help and make it any better. But Matthew Coronado, this, this kid, he's great, okay? He is only 20 years old and he still has a lot more room to grow. So... I'm very glad that people are recognizing that and not attacking him, not blaming him. There have just been missed opportunities on his end. He gets, it's like he gets stuck in his own head and doesn't shoot or he doesn't make the pass. So it's a better opportunity for there to be a goal. It's a fundamental thing. It is a growing 
pain that most NHLers experience. And he's not at Harvard anymore. Simple as that. Ryan Huska deploying Dylan Dubé, Elias Lindholm, and Dryden Hunt as his top line should have that heat cranked up a little bit on the hot seat because what what possesses you to do something like that? Dryden Hunt is not a middle six NHLer, let alone a top line player. He is for your fourth line and the guy you recall when a forward is hurt. So you can shuffle him around and plug him into the fourth line. Dylan Dubé has not done much for the Flames. Very much go girl, give us nothing energy from the top line because you're not going to have any true scoring chance there. Why are you not putting Huberto and Mangiapane back on those wings? Foolish. I love the Swedish pickle line, but that top line was working a little bit better when you had two decent quality competent wingers so congratulations you know what I'm glad that you're seeing top line minutes on this team at the NHL level I don't know send a postcard to your parents or something but let's talk about the good things because there there were two good things uh Nazem Kadri <laughs> scored his first goal of the season after Uyghur ripped a one-timer and he was able to tip it in. And that w- might have been the dam bursting open for Nazem Kadri. I think and I hope that this is a moment where he is able to, you know, that monkey's off his back. He's able to move forward and feel lighter and move quicker, move the puck and shoot the puck better and not feel like he ha- he's like working for number one and AJ Greer fantastic we are so grateful for AJ Greer because not only did we uh did he score a goal tonight but we were able to get him for nothing basically on waivers so thank you Don Sweeney for doing something to benefit me once again but there were many moments in this game where I by the end of the first period, I was like, we don't have to come out and play the rest. Everyone can just go home. That's fine. Because of how bad this team looked. And I I don't know if they wanted to be there. I'm sure they do. Because this isn't, you know, a McDonald's or retail job for a high schooler. This is an NHL job. But it is very disheartening to see these performances time and time again. The Flames have now lost five straight. Do you remember last season? They started the season, I think, like 5-0, and actually, and then lost seven, and then never recovered. Well, that's where I fear this is heading, and we gotta somehow pump the brakes, and this team should be selling at the deadline. It is October 29th, and I've already decided that. So, hopefully they can prove me wrong, but uh, that is a very unlikely situation here. Before we uh, move on to our next segment, we are going to take a quick break here to talk about game time. Download the game time app and get your uh, $20 off your first purchase with code locked on NHL. You should not have to worry when you are buying tickets for your next big event. Game time is fast and it is a super easy way to use and buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater 
events near you. They have killer last minute deals, great flash deals. I get notifications all the time about uh, ticket prices dropping a certain percentage, even the day of the event. It's wonderful because if I wanted to go see Shania Twain in Montreal, I could have seen her thanks to game time. And game time has deals right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it is the place to find last minute seats. So take all the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in to Locked on Flames. Uh, you are truly <laughs> appreciated around these parts. And thanks for making the show part of your day. Because there's a there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to, uh, to unpack after these games. So we're here for you five days a week. And one of the biggest things in patterns I've noticed about this team is that they cannot play from behind. Okay. We talked about it last week, I believe. In regards to their inability to complete a comeback last season, it took them till March. They have done it in some sense, but have not been able to finish and come out on top. And they they don't come out looking like a team to begin with. They look like a bunch of individuals out on the ice, potentially going to score a goal, stop a puck. It they do not look like a cohesive unit. And I don't like that. There is no consistency with the with the lines. There is no uh, chemistry because you don't have a chance to build it. And there's no anything. It, it is very hard for this team. There's no confidence. There's absolutely no confidence in this team. And they go out and they'll make silly, silly mistakes time after time. And it leads to a silly little goal. And then they're playing catch up. And then they make another silly little mistake like a turnover. And silly little goal happens again. It never feels like this team is serious. It does not feel like this team is ever willing to play a 60-minute effort. And it is driving me bananas. Because when I'm watching them, not just watching it for entertainment, I'm watching it so I can come talk to you guys about it and... They do not do themselves any favors, any favors by falling behind early. And the score, um, it was 2-0. And then Kadri scored on the power play. And you're hoping like, okay, like this gets everybody going. You get the ball rolling here with some momentum. And then Dreisaitl scored and made it 3-1. to There is no opportunity for this team to capitalize off of the momentum. <laughs> They do not have it in them to hold a lead or keep themselves in a game. It It's very discouraging. I saw someone say that they look as lifeless as the sharks out there. I hope that they print out that tweet and pass it around the locker room and say, you want to be as mad as the shark? Is this, is this really what, what you're looking for this season? And they need some sort of wake-up call. Had they won tonight, I think that that could have been a pivotal 
moment. And it, it we will never know. We will never know. I don't know how many more times this team can lose <laughs> before we start looking at Ryan Huska. I really like Huska. I think he is a smart man. But I don't know what the Flames are doing. They are spending all of their time in the defensive zone, putting all that effort and energy there, and there's no opportunity to build any sort of offense there. Too busy attacking. And the amount of turnovers that they give, that they do, you might as well call them the Calgary Bakers. I saw someone tweet that, so thank you for that joke. But no, in all seriousness, this team cannot do any sort of fundamental hockey. They, they have no foundation right now. They It goes out the window. You can't get a tape-to-tape -tape pass. You can't shoot the puck. You can't do any sort of rebounds. You can't. The power play, five-on-five -five scoring, it's, it's, it's tough out here, you guys. It's tough. And these last few games have just been brutal. And you cannot continue down this path. There has to be a, some sort of a moment of truth, epiphany, something that wakes this team up. And maybe it's Jacob Markstrom losing his mind in the locker room tonight. I don't know. I would be so upset if that's how you played in front of me when I'm out here saving your butt. Not just tonight, but every other game before. Except the Detroit game, because, you know, he wasn't in that there. But I don't understand why this team is continuing to make these mistakes. They they practice. We see them at practice. We see all the little fun pictures from the media. But what are they doing? <laughs> what, why is there such a breakdown on the ice. If someone that has, you know, a better hockey mind and I can break that down for me, I would appreciate it because I, I just, I don't understand how this is happening. And again, if I am Elias Lindholm, I am walking straight into Craig Conroy's office and I'm asking for a trade because how are you going to put me on your top line and expect me to be a top line player with incompetent wingers. Give me some competent wingers and I can do my job. I saw, again, I saw someone else tweet that Elias Lindholm is going to get paid crumbs. And it's, I'm not saying it's deserved, but that is what the team is setting him up for. That is exactly what they're setting him up for. And I don't know if it's to sabotage him and the flame in like their negotiations or any future negotiations because why? Are you not deploying a true top line? I mean, this team really doesn't have a true top line right now or even last season, but something. You have to find a way to make up for Toffoli and you are not doing that. If you put Manchiapani on that top line, try it out again. Let's see how that goes. Build it for like a few games and then let's try Coronado because he has that nasty one-timer, right? He just wants to shoot. What is the one thing this team does not have? Someone that wants to shoot. So you got to figure it out because this is, it's going to get ugly or if they keep continuing down this path. I don't have any 
sort of confidence in them turning around, turning this around by Thanksgiving. No. American Thanksgiving, I should say. And these players have every reason to be upset because I don't know what you want them to do. And I, how are you supposed to win games when you're not playing with players that compliment you and, and you have chemistry with? Like, I, I don't, I understand that like line shuffling happens, but with the amount that's happening right now, like it is truly like a bullet blender. There is no um, true line other than maybe your top line if that even constitutes as that but coming up next we are going to wrap up the show with my three stars of the game because believe it or not there were some bright spots and happy moments to this game and they're few and far between but I do have to give credit where credit is due. And before we do that, uh, we are going to take a quick break and talk about one of our sponsors, uh, FanDuel. And FanDuel is the official sports betting app of, uh, sports betting sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is a great time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a, a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames and sticking around as we cruise through another week of Flames hockey after it being gone for six months. Maybe things would be a little better if they took a little bit of a longer break. I'm just kidding. I'm very glad to have hockey back. I think it's uh, it's good for the soul. It's good entertainment. And we just, yeah, you need something in life and hockey's right here to disappoint you. So, three stars of the game. I actually have three. I had to think about this one for a little bit. Mackenzie Weger. I thought he was the only memorable skater tonight. I thought that he was, at one point he flipped himself over like a pancake and I didn't know what he was doing in the first period. I was like, did a ghost just flip him? what what did what did we do there are are you okay but no he was fine <laughs> i don't know what happened but he had two points tonight he had assists on both goals and i really liked what we saw from him at both ends of the ice i don't know if i should say this but i think the way that Uyghur has been talking and acting um, makes him a little bit more of a captain. I just I haven't seen Backlund say anything about this perform about these performances, and I know that this team keeps everything in the room. But if some of your other players are coming out and talking about how uh, you know we deserve to be booed and all this, then your your captain can absolutely come out and say something because he again he's kind of like the spokesperson for your room, 
especially when addressing the media. So it'd be nice to see something. Again, this is recorded right after the game, so I don't know if Backman has said anything, but I doubt it. I I think there were just a lot of things that I liked from Uyghur's game tonight that stood out to me in terms of, you know, he wasn't afraid to get, like, gritty and dirty, I guess. I thought that he just, he truly put in the effort. He did not, he outshined his defensive partner, that's for sure. Noah Hannafin just, I, I don't know what's going on there. And it is very, it's very hard to watch. It, it is, I'm so confused by the defensive breakdown of this team that we are witnessing. Not that this team had like one of the strongest and best defensive groups in the league, but they definitely hold their own. And now all of a sudden they can't. I don't know what it is. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But Uyghurs standing tall, which is nice. Nazem Kadri finally scored a goal. We are so happy for him and so proud of him here at Lockdown Flames because sometimes you just... It takes you a little while to get there, and that's okay. Because you know what? They weren't going to win tonight anyway, so at least he got one on the board. I appreciate the effort that he has been putting in. I know people have been saying, well, he hasn't done anything. But some of these things are just intangible. Like, you can, I cannot go out there and tell you how fast he's skating and the defensive tactics that he's doing and what he brings to, you know, leadership wise. I I can't, I can't speak to that, but I think that he has really pulled it together in these last two or three games. I would say, I think that he has kind of reined it in and kind of recentered himself and realized I need to be the best version of myself. I need to go out there and give 110% tonight. Like this is a game seven because it truly feels like this is how we're going to play all season. Just, okay, we got to just score. Game seven. Overtime. Just got to do it. I swear there's an episode of me saying the same thing from last season. I swear. I This just feels like one giant deja vu. And But this season, I can praise Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Jacob Markstrom looked fantastic tonight. Again, he... The Flames were severely outshot, and he he stopped 30 of 34 shots. And I'm just going to say that those were not necessarily easy shots that to face. I think that a lot of them really were, I would have thought they were going. And I thought several times there, there were goals that went in, but they didn't. Because you know why Markstrom actually... And I just... I don't think that he should, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen people flirting with the idea of him being traded at the deadline and the Flames retaining some salary. Sure, maybe. I, I don't, I don't know because our, it, it just feels like, not a double standard, but like, I guess like a double-edged sword here because people are mad that the Flames are losing, but then they, they want them to tank. So they, if they, what happens if they start winning? Like they're not. Some people just aren't going to be happy either way. I just want to watch good hockey. I, I think that we can all agree on that. 
but I, I don't know if the Flames know what they're doing here. Jacob Markstrom has been great so far this season. And I talked about it, I believe, on Friday about his comments when he said, you know, oh, I'm not the one that wins the game. This is a team effort. Like, I do, I do my job and they do theirs. And I, I just, I have a lot of respect for him to come back the way that he has and, you know, even put in an ounce of effort because the team in front of him does not look like they give a single darn. And it's as simple as that. I I was talking on uh, Locked On NHL to Gil for Monday's episode about just the lack of energy, enthusiasm, believing in themselves, confidence. And I, I think there has to be a balance here, especially with Jacob Markstrom. I think that, you know, we need to have some sort of confidence in Dan Vladar to, to give Markstrom a night off. Like what, truthfully, what are you losing by putting Dan Vladar in there? Nothing, because you're not scoring any goals regardless. So figure it out. I don't know. I'm not a genius, but I feel like if, you, you need to give Markstrom a night off. You're perfectly fine doing it because this team isn't winning anything anyways. But that does it for today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Thank you so much for joining me as we recap the Heritage Classic here on Lockdown Flames. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. I am here for you five days a week, and you can follow me on Twitter at JessBelmosto. Until next time, stay safe, stay hydrated, be smart.